This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Car Guys Report Informed Automotive is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. This week on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, we have two, two, Two stars in one. Yeah, we've got Steve Baskerville and Howard Sudbury, two Chicago television legends. Don't believe us? Here they are. Say hello, guys. Hello. hello. <laughs> okay. See? See? They may be television legends, but they're not that quick anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they don't pay attention. Be, be sure to tune in, and you'll hear more stuff like that. Solid gold. The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. On Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. Thanks so much for taking us along for the ride. Certainly glad to have you with us. I'm Mark Vernon. Luke Costable is on assignment, and he'll be back uh, shortly, so no need to worry. Lou's always busy doing all kinds of car stuff, and that's why he is on this program, because it is the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, so you're going to have to... uh, Put up with me for a couple of episodes here, but I wanted to uh, always open the show with uh, things that are going on in uh, real world car uh, people's worlds like us, like me, um, you know, with the uh, worldwide um, uh, pandemic uh, still ongoing. Uh, there's a chance that there could be some fairly reasonable car deals coming up, at least in the U.S., uh, either from a used and or new standpoint, because people's spendings have been way down and it might be a good time to investigate buying a new car. And I've kind of got me thinking on a few things. I'm not going to spill all the beans yet, but uh, I have been looking at uh, certain uh, models and makes of cars. And right now, uh, you can get some pretty good deals on uh, leftover 2019 Corvette C7s. They're nearing at least $10,000 off in some cases. So uh, that might be something to consider. And also cars like the Camaro, uh, especially the uh, high-performance ones like the 1SS and 2SS, the ones with a nice big V8 in them. Uh, those are getting pretty good as far as uh, discounts are going as well. So just some things to keep in mind if you've got uh, maybe uh, some room in your garage and with uh, summer right around the corner, it might be a good time to uh, sit there and go, you know, I want a good deal on a car because you don't know when this might uh, not happen again it might not happen again as far as huge discounts on these cars so you kind of have to if you can afford it uh you know take the bait while it's there and hopefully you'll come out okay but just something to think about and wanted to talk about that briefly and also we always like to talk about uh, cars that uh, we see on the road a lot of times when i'm driving to the car guys report warehouse i'll see something interesting and just uh, in daily driving uh or just uh, driving around in in my collection i uh, like to see cars on the road and 
report on them. A beautiful 57 Chevy Resto Mod that I saw. Resto Mod. I always have uh, trouble saying that word. Uh, saw recently. Uh, kind of an unusual color combination. I'll call it prim, primrose yellow uh, and black. So not exactly my uh, favored color combination, but it still looked nice. A, a 61 red uh, Corvette with uh, drag slicks. And he gave me thumbs up as I believe I was driving my Aston Martin at the time. And I've just seen a boatload of uh, Corvettes on the roads lately, too. Mainly uh, C4s, of course. Uh, that's always a popular uh, model because it's uh, a good entry-level Corvette for a lot of people. You can get them every day of the week for around ten grand. And a lot of C7s, though, on the road. Still have not seen a C8. I know Lou and our man in the field, Roger Rexroad, have uh, seen C8s in the wild. I have not seen a C8 in the wild yet. But a lot of C7s out on the road. So just some of the stuff that I've uh, spotted recently in my travels as uh, the main guy here on the Car Guys Report. If you like what we're doing, the Car Guys Report informed automotive. Be sure to tell a friend about the Car Guys Report. It's available on Spotify. You can go to opishows.com. You can also check us out at radiomisfits.com. Follow us at Car Guys Podcast on Twitter. And, of course, our uh, favorite way of communicating Communicating is via our email. Uh, it's open 24-7. Send your comments, your suggestions, your rants and raves, your praise, whatever you want. Report at hotmail.com. I want to take a moment to add some commentary to uh, the program here. I, this is something I've never really done before on the Car Guys Report. We haven't really used it as a, uh, as a podium to talk about certain topics. But I wanted to uh, talk about my recent experience with Automobile Magazine and the publisher of that magazine, 10 Publishing. I had been a subscriber to Automobile Magazine for a number of years. And as they started to cover more lifestyle activities not related to cars, I let my subscription expire. I decided to resubscribe in June of 2018 after getting an attractive three-year rate offer in the mail for $18. A few months ago, I realized that I hadn't received an issue of automobile for some time and was thinking that maybe they were going to do a bi-monthly combo issue, like a May-June combo issue, as many magazine publishers are doing these days to save money. Today, unfortunately, with the many monthly magazine subscriptions, you don't get 12 monthly issues anymore. You might see eight or ten in a year. They aren't always upfront about when or which issues will be combined and when subscribing. It may be in the fine print that this is what you are signing up for, so be careful. But in my case, after doing some digging online, I discovered that uh, Automobile Magazine, in addition to 18 other 10 publishing magazine titles, were discontinued in December of 19. And those discontinued titles, as well as Automobile Magazine, 10 axed four-wheel and off-road, car craft, Chevy High Performance, Classic Trucks, Diesel Power, Hot Rod Deluxe, JP, Lowrider, Mopar Muscle, Muscle Car Review, Muscle Mustangs and Fast Fords, Mustang Monthly, Street Rotter, Super Chevy, Super Street, Truck Trend, Truckin', and Vet. That is uh, quite a list of uh, print titles that uh, 10 Publishing axed, in addition, like I said, to my subscription to Automobile Magazine. 
And uh, this is where the commentary starts, actually. This was absolutely terrible on many points, not only from a customer service standpoint, but from a monetary, it's the principle of the thing standpoint. Let me explain. First of all, if you cease publication of a magazine, you should let your subscribers know about it. This did not happen. A magazine's lifeblood is advertising revenue based on the demographics of their subscribers and the number of subscribers they have. Back in my advertising days, I purchased millions of dollars of advertising in both trade and consumer publications, so I know what I'm talking about. To just pull the plug on a magazine and leave subscribers hanging is wrong. And in my case, and many others, I'm sure, there was money left on the table. I paid, I subscribed and paid for, in full, a three-year subscription. After a year and a half, the publisher pulled the plug. That means a full 50% of my subscription went unfulfilled with my money remaining in their pocket. It would be worth my time to chase them down for the nine bucks they owe me but as i alluded to above it's the principle of the thing publishers should not cease publication of a magazine and keep their subscribers money for undelivered issues this is total crap and since 10 publishing cut 19 magazines in total that means there were hundreds of thousands of subscribers left in the lurch many with money owed to them I hate the term do the math, but let's just say out of the 19 titles they cut, being very conservative in a 50,000 circulation for each magazine, that's about a million subscriptions. Even if each remaining subscriber is owed five bucks, that would mean 10 is keeping $5 million of money that technically doesn't belong to them. This is wrong. I received no letter in the mail advising me that my magazine I subscribed to and paid for in full had ceased publication. No emails, no information was forthcoming on the automobile website saying that the print edition no longer exists. Of course, in the article or two I found online by third parties, 10 said they would... Um, be offering digital subscriptions instead, but this, of course, never happened. And a digital sub is not the same as a print edition. I subscribe to a printed publication because that's how I like to read magazines. Call me old school, but I know I'm not alone here. This is just another example of the total lack of consideration, respect, and care for paying customers that many companies exhibit today. Ten Publishing, you still owe me nine bucks, which I will never see. You've proven to me that you could care less about me as a subscriber to your publications, someone who kept you in business for as long as you wanted. Good luck in the future, I say with a heavy dose of sarcasm. You're going to need it. Uh, email me with your comments or suggestions about the commentary I just uh, replied on, and you can uh, reach us, of course, at carguysreport at hotmail.com with your comments. I certainly uh, appreciate you listening, and I know that it's an issue that has bothered a lot of people uh, in this day and age. Wanted to move on uh, to the point in the program where we like to talk about uh, cars that are uh, for sale or uh, recently sold online. This is one that had popped up uh, quite a while back, and I've been meaning to uh, get it on the program here for a while. But um, it's interesting because I just always thought these cars were just <laughs> incredibly ugly, even though it's from a storied British manufacturer. What the heck am I talking about? Okay, I found this one on Hemmings. Uh, my two main go-to places uh, online for 
for classic special interest collector vehicles are starting with Hemmings and also bringatrailer.com, which is an auction site that always has over 200 active auctions, some incredibly cool stuff that rolls through there. And Hemmings always has a very interesting uh, uh, selection of cars as well. This is a 2010 Morgan Aero Super Sport. Now, the Morgan Aero was kind of a modern interpretation of their classic Morgan Roadsters. And this one always has what I call the like the cross-eyed headlights. The way they did the, the front fender treatment and put the headlights in, the car just looks from the front. It just looks like it's, it's cross-eyed. And it's just a... a it's something I just can't get around. I, I've seen these cars in person at the British car show that I go to. I've got a, I think I've got a matchbox or a hot wheel of one. And um, it just, it doesn't do it for me. It's like they were trying too hard to make it retro and modern at the same time. But the super sport, here's the deal out of uh, about 200 that they totally made. Uh, the base price in 2011 was $185,000. Uh, this one that was for sale on Hemmings was uh, claimed to be one of 33 ever to be brought to America. Had under 3,000 original miles. It was a gray graphite metallic exterior with two-tone quilted dark gray leather center sections on the seats with dove gray outer sections on the seats and doors. Uh, this car is powered by a BMW V8. Uh, it's got a bonded aluminum chassis, no ash wood in this one. Uh, lightweight, 2,600-pound uh, curb weight, 0 to 60, about 4.2 seconds. So it's a quick car. It's definitely unique. It'll stand out at a Cars and Coffee, and they didn't have a price on it. And I just have a question mark, like, what is it worth? I think this is a car that's worth what somebody's willing to pay. If it had a base price of 185 uh, only 33 in America, you know, it, it could see over 100000 on the used market. It's just a... It's just an ugly car, I think, unfortunately, but um, did, did want to talk about that because uh, definitely uh, one of the more unique cars that I had seen. And like I said, that's that's a while back, too. I don't think it's on uh, Hemmings.com anymore, but a great place to start. What I like about Hemmings and uh, Bring a Trailer, I have no uh, monetary uh interest or stake in any of these companies i'm a subscriber to hemmings classic car and bring a trailer it's just a great place to go to look but both those places are good places to start let's say you're you're looking at i want a 1962 oldsmobile so you go to hemmings and see what 62 olds are selling for at least what people are asking for them uh there might not be a 62 olds uh currently for auction on bring a trailer but they have a great search function and you can see if there was any and then you get an idea of what a car sold for recently in an auction setting. So it kind of gives you a, a good feel of where the market is. And a lot of times, too, on Bring a Trailer, some of the cars don't reach the reserve price, so it doesn't sell. But then it's kind of like saying, okay, the market has spoken, and they only think whatever car is worth Twenty-five grand instead of maybe the thirty-five that the person thought it was worth. So it's just a good jumping-off point, I'd like to say, for uh, bring a trailer and Hemmings for uh, when you're starting to look for any kind of collector vehicle, classic car, special interest auto, whatever. A great place to get started. If you like the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, and we certainly hope that you do, be sure to check out some of the other programs that are available on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like the uh, program Free Kicks. 
It's an OPI show. My good buddy Rick Kempfer and Adam Howarth, who is the director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association, discuss all the latest international, national, and local soccer news. The program's called Free Kicks. It's an OPI show. You can go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits, and that's where you'll find us, too. The Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. Lou uh, Costable is on assignment, and he'll be back uh, in a little bit, so nothing to uh, worry about there. Lou is uh, doing fine and uh, knee-deep in car stuff, as uh, we like to uh, keep him, I guess. I know that uh, I always say that we're dedicated to the internal combustion engine here on the Car Guys Report, and we certainly are. But we tend to cross over, uh, no pun intended, because crossovers are hot right now, but we tend to cross over every now and then and talk about uh, electric vehicles. So I just thought, what the heck, we'll just get this out of our system and uh, talk about a couple of uh, of uh, EV stories here, uh, because it's hard to say what's going to happen, because once the pandemic winds down... Uh, worldwide people are saying that you know the new normal and things like that people might actually start driving more instead of taking mass transit and does that mean they're going to be buying uh internal combustion engine vehicles hybrids plug-in hybrids full electrics a lot of it depends on availability pricing things like that so um it's hard to say I, I've said this before on the program. I know that the internal combustion engine is a long way away from being killed off, and that's fine with me. Uh, but I am intrigued, I will say, uh, by the rapid um, acceleration and uh, expansion of the uh, EV empire from different car companies. This is a list uh, that came from Car and Driver um, out of... 35 expected, and I underlined expected, electric vehicles due out in the next two years. Um, And this is a uh, uh, winnowed down list. These are the Car Guys Report selections. The uh, Volkswagen ID Buzz. Now, I'm sure you've uh, probably heard about that or at least seen pictures of it if you don't know what the ID Buzz stands for. It's the electric vehicle VW bus. It's kind of that rounded, kind of a, a modernized retro version of the classic Volkswagen bus fully electric. We'll see if that actually sees the light of day. The Tesla Model Y is actually, dare I say, started deliveries. It's uh, basically a Model 3 crossover, and I know that they've said that that could be the best-selling Tesla uh, in a little while. So definitely interested in seeing full reviews and feedback on a Tesla Model Y. The Rivian R1S is an SUV. Um, of course, Rivian is known for this uh, pickup truck they're going to be bringing out, but they also have an SUV that kind of looks like a kind of size and similar styling to maybe kind of like a Jeep uh, Cherokee. Uh, built in uh, normal uh, Illinois, Bloomington Normal at the old Mitsubishi plant that has been converted to electric vehicle production. The Rivian R1S SUV uh, starting price may be 73000 so it's definitely not inexpensive. The Porsche Taycan, which is available now, and I think I have seen one on the road. I'm not 100%. I saw this incredibly cool electric blue uh, Porsche drive past me going the opposite direction, and it didn't look like a Panamera, so it might have been a Taycan, but those are definitely out now. Definitely something to uh, to keep your eyes open for. It's been getting some pretty great reviews, and don't be confused by the nomenclature. They're calling them turbos and turbo S's, but they're fully electric. There are no turbochargers anywhere in sight on the uh, Porsche Taycan. 
The uh, Porsche Macan EV uh, is uh, slated to come out sometime in the next two years. That should be an interesting vehicle. Of course, the Cayenne and the Macan are the best-selling Porsches in uh, their lineup. And a Macan EV, I think, could definitely um, be a hit uh, if it's priced right and has decent performance. The Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon electric version. Now, my comment here was, how much would that thing weigh? Because uh, a standard uh, gasoline-powered G-Wagon gets darn close at least to 5,000 pounds. And with the weight of the batteries, boy, I don't know how much that thing would weigh, but I'd be very interested in seeing uh, a Mercedes-Benz fully electric uh, G-Wagon. The uh, Lordstown Endurance Pickup. Now, that is going to be built at the shuttered GM Lordstown plant, so we'll see if that comes to fruition. The uh, Jaguar XJ, which they recently uh, discontinued as a uh, gasoline-powered sedan, is going to be reborn as a fully electric vehicle. The Jaguar XJ, which is a classic uh, nomenclature for Jaguar, and as an electric vehicle, should be a very interesting um, car when it comes out. The BMW i4 sedan is something to look out for. The Audi e-tran Sportback SUV that should be kind of cool. They've already got the uh, the one of the e-trans uh, e-trons out already, but it's not a Sportback. And then another Audi e-tron called the GT, which is similar to the Taycan. Looked pretty cool. Um, probably would be priced a little bit uh, less than the Porsche Taycan but um, similar in uh, performance and actually in styling as well, too. So that's what um, I wanted to uh, talk about as far as expected SUVs that may or may not be coming out in the uh, next uh, couple of years, courtesy of Car and Driver. And, of course, the Car Guys Report made our selections on that list as well. Stay home, and while you're there, listen to Opie Shows. Unlike those other podcasts, the Opie Shows have sanitized each and every show for your safety and enjoyment. You can listen to opishows.com and help save the world at the same time. And, of course, be sure to wash your hands. I think that's what Lou Costable is doing right now. So that's why he's not here. He's, he's washing his hands, ladies and gentlemen. We got to take a break and we'll be back right after this. On and friends, we like to occasionally torture ourselves by trying something that we may or just may not like. Sometimes people like to bring things that they know we're not going to like. And sometimes they bring things that we might not like, but we actually do. All that and more on and friends. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, special guests, the Minutia men rick kempfer and david stern are our guests and steve they've accomplished so much yeah they have including uh, what i'm going through right now i just got my ascot on and i have my cigarette holder and a cigarette and a nice glass of bourbon because i'm beginning to write the remainder of my book you got a deadline Next Tuesday deadline, my friend. You just ruined their promo. Oh, I thought we were on the same promo. You just jumped in on theirs. Well, I was under the impression that we were ad lib in the promo. How about that, Steve? They've inspired me, Howard. They've inspired me. And they'll inspire you. On the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Uh, okay, fine. Screw it. I won't be on your damn promo either. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. 
And we're back here on the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. Uh, thanks so much for taking us along for the ride. Certainly glad to have you with us. Uh, Lou Costable on assignment. I uh, wanted to continue talking a little bit about uh, electric vehicles here because um, I kind of wanted to bunch them together. I know Lou doesn't always enjoy talking about electric vehicles, so that's one reason I wanted to uh, kind of bunch everything up here uh, while he's on assignment. But Another trend that we're seeing in the electric vehicle market is uh, companies that are making classic or vintage cars fully electric. They're not cheap. These conversions uh, can run well into the six figures. But this was an article that uh, came from the uh, L.A. Times, and I wanted to just kind of highlight some of the things that it uh, it uh, talked about in this uh, latest uh, EV uh, kind of subculture. Sophisticated hot rodders, mostly men, mostly Californians, big surprise, are cannibalizing crashed electric cars and using their batteries to create electrified sports cars and muscle cars. Their price can run from $30,000 for a do-it-yourself conversion kit for a VW Bug to several hundred thousand dollars for a fully customized up-from-the-tires EV overall. Uh, These guys are taking drivetrains out of Teslas and Nissan Leafs and putting them in all kinds of vehicles, said Gordon McCall, founder of the Quail Motorsports Gathering in Carmel, California. That's a great uh, uh, car show that they have out there, one of the country's most respected annual automotive events. I'm going to the Quail. Uh, They're hot-rodding electric cars just like their grandfathers did with 32 Fords. Uh, When Tesla owners crashed their Model uh, S sedans and Model X SUVs and the cars wound up as insurance write-offs, EV scavengers came running. They would scour local junkyards for the damaged cars and pay in the early days. And that's important to remember, in the early days when this phenomenon started, only a few thousand dollars for the undamaged battery clusters. Uh, Tesla has actively discouraged the use of salvaged vehicles or parts, but uh, some of the companies like Tesla are catching on to the fact that uh, people are using their scavenged stuff from a junkyard and they're trying to discourage it or the junkyards are catching on and they're they're raising the prices a lot higher than just a few thousand dollars but um David Bernardo and his partner, Bonnie Rogers, have uh, traded San Francisco for San Diego to pursue their passionate interest in vintage Volkswagens. When they electrified a Beetle and documented the process online, customers came calling. Uh, Their company called Zelectric Motors has converted about 30 Bugs and Carmen Ghia's microbuses and VW Things. That would be cool, an electric thing, uh, into battery-powered runabouts. They found that putting maintenance-free electric drivetrains into vintage vehicles Vehicles has eliminated a lot of mechanical babysitting that classic cars demand of their owners. That is true. I mean, you, have, you, would, you would obviously want to keep it fully charged, kind of like you do on a battery tender with a gasoline-powered car, but you don't have oil changes. You don't have, um, you know, you don't have oil changes. You still have brake fluid. You still have, in some cases, some kind of cooling system for the electric battery. So that's something to, to consider. But uh, there's a certain amount of less maintenance, no exhaust systems to worry about, no emissions tests, no catalytic converters or oxygen sensors, things like that. For an example, um, that uh, Electric says they've for one customer they recently electrified a 1973 Porsche 911s. Great car. The car looks exactly as it did when it was new, except that under the hood, that would be the rear boot. I would assume they're keeping the batteries back there. Uh, is an electric motor that makes 240 horsepower that replaced an engine that made just 180. 
Um, another uh, example here is a fellow that uh, paid a local garage $2,500 for a 1979 uh, MG that had come to the end of its mechanical life. And then uh, this gentleman spent $19,000 to have it modified into an electric car, a silent running convertible sports car that has amazing torque and a 60-mile range. It's kind of hard. It's a little ironic, I think, a little humorous, too, if you're uh, a subscriber to the old uh, unreliable British Lucas Electrics thinking that an all-electric uh, British car would be reliable. But of course, they're not being exactly made in Britain. They're being converted. So just a little bit of... Uh, classic car humor there i guess like evs built by major manufacturers the franken vehicles have far fewer moving parts than gas-powered cars that uh, need little service attention batteries or other parts need replacement or the owners want to upgrade to more powerful motors but the cars can be serviced by the builders but one thing to think about is you know is the guy that builds your car now is he going to still be in business five years from now who knows the downside for many is cost today uh, they say that tesla batteries pulled from wrecked cars cost them sixteen thousand dollars and up just for the batteries and the price is going up as competition among ev customizers increases um you can do a bug for uh, $30,000, a conversion kit for 30000 If this guy's shop installs it, he adds $15,000 for installation. Um, for a classic muscle car where the buyer wants to go all out, you can figure 130000 and up added to whatever the host car costs in the first place. So just some things to uh, consider. I have not seen actually one of these fully converted electric vehicles yet at a uh, car show, but it is an intriguing uh Idea, And I'm sure that uh, they'll be showing up in the next uh, few years. And I'll be interested in seeing, you know, how they play out, how they look, how they, well, obviously there's no sound, but uh, how well integrated things look. And I wonder what it would do with the handling because the battery packs are heavy, so they should be lower to the ground to lower the center of gravity. So there's still a lot of things that are perhaps uh, not fully sorted out yet with the conversion of uh, classic or muscle cars into electric vehicles, but definitely a trend to uh, keep your eyes on, so to speak. When you listen to the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, on opishows.com or wherever you find your podcasts, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can search for Radio Misfits on those platforms. You can also just go to Google and type in Radio Misfits or the Car Guys Report, and hey, that's where you'll find us. And when you're listening, you can also subscribe when you're a subscriber, you get an automatic push notification when there's new content, which is once a week. And also, too, you can uh, rate us as well. We've got some uh, nice uh, ratings on Apple uh, Podcasts and certainly would enjoy getting some of your positive comments. If you like our show, hey, let us know. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Certainly would appreciate it. The best thing, too, about podcasting with the Radio Misfits Podcast Network is every one of our podcasts is totally free, and it's listening on your own terms, whether you're listening on your phone, your tablet, your desktop, your laptop, whether you're in your car, your home, in the park, wherever you are, whenever you want to listen, it's up to you. You can fast forward. You can rewind. You can replay. You can delete. You can do whatever you want. It's listening on your own terms, and that is the beauty of podcasting and that's what uh, the car guys report is all about too you can listen to us and if you're tired of listening to me sometimes it's hey i'm gonna fast forward over vernon i'm tired of hearing him but uh hopefully you're not tired of me yet and certainly do appreciate uh, having you along for the ride the car guys report informed automotive mark vernon uh lou is on assignment did want to talk about um 
Lou's uh, popular YouTube channel called My Car Story with Lou. We always uh, play the My Car Story guessing game. We're not going to do that this time because Lou's not here to give me the uh, to give me the guesses. Uh, what we do though is we uh, always he selects at random three videos that he had on his website within about a week of each other. And I, he tells me the cars that were featured in the videos. And then I have to try to guess which one in descending order had the most to the least views on his channel. And sometimes I knock it out of the park. Sometimes I'm totally wrong. Sometimes I'm in the middle. You just never know. But it's cool because Lou has over 1,500 videos on his site. He's got 70,000 subscribers. It's definitely worth your time because he really has a knack to be able to pick out the really unique cars that are out there and it's definitely worth your time so check it out next time you're on youtube uh lou's channel is called my car story with lou i'm sure you will definitely enjoy uh your visit there coming up on the next episode of the car guys report i will continue to uh, drive solo with more great cars spotted on the roads plus some insight into mercedes-benz's crazy two liter turbo engine it's a uh Topic that we covered briefly a while back, but I just had a, wanted to add a few more details to it because it's really amazing the power that they're getting out of a two-liter turbo engine. That's from Mercedes-Benz. That's all coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report. Thanks so much for taking us along for the ride. Certainly appreciate you supporting us here on the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive. Again, our email is cargaysreport at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is the word hippo spelled backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. It's just Distributed by Ed Silha with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, and that would be radiomisfits.com. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you missed Losano or Losano and friends, here's what you missed. Happy to be here today, Cheryl Scott, meteorologist. Hi, Fred Winston, Chicago radio guy. I'm Rob Hart in Chicago. How about that weather? This is a good show to do that. Yeah, what the hell, man? It's, uh, <laughs> Don't I blame the messenger. I'm not blaming the messenger. That's <laughs> got to be the worst part about being a meteorologist. They blame you for the for, for the sun or the snow or right. whatever. I'm so. like everyone's best friend when it's sunny in seven days. <laughs> and like yesterday, it was everyone's worst friend. Yeah. But I know that weather changes so dramatically... We do seven-day forecasts, and right. I go, well, seven days, it sometimes changes seven times in those seven days. <laughs> <laughs> but science is getting more and more accurate. Oh, it does. So, has the Earth been knocked off its axis? I, I, I keep hearing stuff uh, about that uh, from the conspiracy idiots at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> what we're going. <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lawsano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lawsano or whatever the fuck it's called.
If you're a fan of the English Premier League, you'll want to check out Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. As you can hear by his accent, Adam is from England originally. Chelsea fan, if you must know. And he's also an expert in soccer tactics and methods. He's the director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. So obviously, he has some incredible insights into the game. Tune in every week. We're on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. A Tony Lasano podcast, the No Pie Show. And because it's soccer, we never use our hands. Radiomisfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's a look at cars and trucks that hold their value, plus more stats on AMG's magical 2-liter turbo. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me as I drive solo for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.